soccer bets North London's most read, the best podcast in the world, especially when Arsenal win. Yeah. Uh, we didn't win today, but it felt like a win, I'll be honest. It felt... Um, we've said before that um, we'll go 1-0 down. Literally, I think the example we've used in previous times is against Liverpool at Anfield. Yeah, <laughs> And then probably. like died off and like once turned into five all of a sudden because people switch off and they lose composure and lose the grit that they had when it was 0-0. Mm-hmm. This time, we lost the uh, the grit that they said, the, the player with grit, the... the, the liability of the team went off and then we had 65 yeah. minutes without without the grit that um, isn't really grit when he constantly throws games he's the opposite of grit and the team showed a lot of grit so you know uh, this is a win to me this is better than a lot of three points there's, we've had this season there's two theories to me with the Jagger thing he either is just a liability and he's that shit and he's that fucking clueless or he knows he's that bad so he thinks if I get myself sent off now, I won't give away a penalty or something later. <laughs> so it'll be better for the team. But there's if no just, other if choice. If I'm just not on the pitch, I can't make a mistake. I want to go into red card straight away because it's pissed me off that much, right? So the worst thing about that for the red card for me, right, is if you watch as the ball comes over to Jota, who's clean through, right? It's not even that good he opportunity, doesn't, mate. But no, 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 no. But it's not even that. It's the fact that if you watch Xhaka, he does not look at anything other than the ball like he's not looking at Jota whatsoever like he he has no idea he's in that position like he's mm-hmm. that stupid he's that clueless like his head's not on a swivel it's not on a pivot like the best midfielders are he's literally one dimensional looking at the ball nothing else and that's why he makes such a fucking stupid um, decision mate even if you've got bad hearing you'll hear them like li- li- you'll just mm. like even if you're not looking at someone, you can sense when people are around you. You can sense their presence. Yeah. Uh, either by sound or by like the vibrations their studs are making in the ground, whatever. You have to know, unless you're literally deaf and have no sensational feeling. But he's not 85. He's 28. He literally has no excuse. He should have known he was there. Uh, and he shouldn't have done that. I don't get why people are so intent on like taking action a lot of the time. Yeah. A lot of the time, if you don't do anything, it's not as bad as doing something. And people don't realise that where that threshold is reached, the play, even if it makes you look stupid, is to not do it. Uh, I people think... are obsessed with just doing something. Like, being the, like the protagonist of the story and taking action. It's just like, leave it. Yeah, he thinks it's it's the face he pulls where he's like, oh, I'm so hard done by, like, when he got sent off. And it's I like, know, that's I the most simple that. decision in the world. And I think... He's always done that. He's never taken accountability, it felt like. When that happened, I think every Arsenal fan, you know, that watches us consistently thought, fucking here we go again. We're gonna no we're surprised. out of the cup now. We're out of the cup last uh, most people thought we're out of the cup now. Like coming to Anfield, like but the thing is as well, it's like people are gonna like not care about it as much because we got a draw and we got a decent result, right? But I'm thinking the way that Liverpool played today, they didn't play very well at all. That if we had eleven men on the pitch, we could have beaten them today. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, people are like, oh yeah, but we, you we know, created, we got the draw. Even though it was like, you look at the stats on the match facts and say like eighty yeah. percent possession or whatever, and it was all that. But they didn't we create had a lot, and it was like trying to break down a very well organized defense. And you put these balls in as good as with the ball as the the Trent Alexander Arnolds are. They weren't yeah. going anywhere because. Our defence was heading everything away. Everyone was keeping tight. The full-backs were pushing out and not giving enough sort of time to anyone who wanted to play anything. And they were forced to play quite an uncomfortable game. The kind mm. of game we're used to playing against Liverpool with where they just suffocate you. 
It made um, it very simple for us. Like the the red card made it very simple for us. Like game plan. Well, wise. we had no illusions that we could go p- and be positive, which is I guess mm-hmm. it worked out. Maybe if we tried to be more positive, we'd have been countered, lost. In fact, that's probably almost certainly what would have happened. But yeah, not, so. not not to say that's a positive. But losing the ambition got us a draw. When being ambitious may have meant that we lost in that game. I but it could have gone the other way as win. well. Like it's it's worth thinking it could have gone the other way. Like we, when you think like. Saka, Martinelli, Lacazette had a really good game as well. Like, is it like we we were dangerous with ten men? Like, if we had eleven men on the pitch, could have been, you know, we could have nicked a goal easily. I, I yeah, don't we, think that's like the realms of possibility. But we could have conceded two or three in the first twenty mm-hmm. minutes, and For we sure. should have conceded at the end of the game. Um, yeah, that so was it is what miss. it is, really. And we yeah. can we can mull on this forever. The point is today that we got a nil nil. Um, we now go back to the Emirates. With honestly, we've been so good at home that it's all to play for. A Liverpool without Salah and Mane at home is yeah, hundred percent. No, I think we're. Fa- I, I know the Suns. Go, 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 go on. on. I was gonna say like, I actually think we're favourites now after that. You like think? we're at home. Think of how well we've been playing at home this season. They haven't got Mane. They haven't got Salah. Like I think we're favourites. To be honest, it might yeah, be a bit. They've got the midfield on us, but... and they've got the defence. Just about maybe. Do you, but, do you know what's crazy uh, as well for me today? Yeah. Is that that was Ramsgirl's probably worst game this season. And, and he kept a clean sheet at Anfield. <laughs> do you know what I mean? He made a few mistakes, but he was still solid. And he's still no, but worked. I'm saying like when you weigh up all of his performances, that was probably the weakest this season. And it was his best result, like as in getting a clean sheet at Anfield. Like, but I'm glad that he had that performance because when he made a mistake, he came back and was... He made a couple Ramsdale of mistakes, let's be honest. But you, but you need to be able to make mistakes and then come back from them rather than just never make a mistake and then when you finally make one, like you you panic and whatever. Like It's good to know now that he can like come back from like doing something not perfect and like go straight back into the Ramsdale of old rather than letting that affect him. I told you about the Ben White though. I said it, I said it a couple of weeks ago. He needs a performance like this. He needs yeah. to be in the trenches. You did say fucking... that. And this, this is his performance, I'm telling you. We needed one of these. And now I actually trust him as a defender. Like He's 100%. very clever. He's very clever. But even even with like the Milamino chance, who's on the line? Like yeah. who's, who's the only person on the line that sees that that might happen? No, he's, like, very, he's good at getting himself into the right positions. He's got a good brain. Like He doesn't necessarily have what mm-hmm. you'd expect from a stereotypical centre-back in that he's not 6 foot 4 He's like, what, 6'0"? Not uh-huh. that good in the air. But What's today though? Where he, wherever he's like, not, but he not be like a Gabriel style defender nah, nah, and nah, crunch nah. and challenges, but he's clever, and that makes up for, I guess, the not being a Gabriel style physical defender is that you can just don't, you don't have to use all of those attributes that you don't have because you can make up for it with your brain and uh, combine that with the technical skill. And he's honestly like the type of defender that we need, especially if we're gonna not only play against Liverpool because his skill set doesn't really match Liverpool apart from the predictions and stuff when you're on the bat foot. But then why is it his best when you're playing against a team that's like one rung lower than yours that he can be mm-hmm. progressive with? But he showed even when we're on the defensive that he can play well. And I, I think he's... 50 minutes is a lot of money, but mm-hmm. if you get someone who's really adds to the team, then I can't be mad at it. It's not my money. <laughs> I think it's important as well that this was the first leg at Anfield as well. Like, I think it could have been... You know, Liverpool might have come into it with a better mentality. If it, if this was the second leg and say they were trailing or or the game was tight, I think that would have been a, probably a different performance today. I think the fact that you know it was the first leg, they've still got the second leg that they can rely on. I think that's that's a big kind of factor in everything. I hope we win. I hope that we get the karma for them faking those tests. 
Yeah, well, we, it's Chelsea in the final, so again, it's going to be difficult, but, you yeah. know, we've been in the finals But they've got a league before. to win, man. Well, they're not going to do that. Well we don't have away. a league to win. <laughs> but no, there was, there, was, there was a lot of positives then. It was, is, is this one, on. if you win this one, is it the Conference League you get into, or is it the Euro? No, I think you get Europa League, I'm pretty sure. I'm not sure they changed it because of the new... No, I'm sure you still get Europa League. I'm sure you do. Okay, let me Google it. Yeah, find out. But I can hear you typing away. Let's go. There you go. I'm sure. I'm sure it's Europe. Conference League. Fuck. Is it? Yeah. Well, we're gonna finish above seventh, hopefully. So it won't matter anyway. You'd hope so. We'd have to do pretty. We'd have to come last out of the four four horse race for fourth to get seventh, unless Leicester pull it out of the bag out of nowhere or something like that. But nah, it looks like the lowest performing club out of Man U. Arsenal, Tottenham, West, West Ham will come seven. So we just need to be one of those, and I'm comfortable that we can be all three. Oh, we. It'll be yeah, tight. I don't think so. It'll be tight. It'll be. But I mean, if Sack is injured now for a month, then it's game over. If we don't sign a striker and midfielder, it's game over. But if they all stay fit, stay on form, we with the I predict after that Ronaldo interview, I'm even more yeah. sure that Manu are not going to be fourth place. There's a disarray in the dressing room, and they have got all the talent in the world, and they can't make it work. Uh, I West think, Ham, I, think, I don't think they can keep it up all season, though they've hit form again. I think Tottenham are the most likely. Quickly, man. I think football changes quickly. I think any 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 of them four teams, including us, can finish top four easily. I don't think there's there's no clear favourite for me at all. It changes from week to week. It always will until the end of the season. I'm, I reckon it's going to be four. Uh, it's either us or Spurs fourth and fifth, and then Man yeah. U sixth, West Ham seventh. We lose we lose against Spurs, and we are are you know. Our chances drop dramatically, dramatically if we lose against Spurs. So I think that it, you know, what I mean, it it changes from from week to week. Like a lot of people would probably say we're like second or, you know, first or second favourites for fourth now. But we lose against Spurs, we'll be third or fourth favourites. Like, do you know what I mean? It, it it's it's honestly not a sure thing for any of these teams. So I don't think we should be like, oh, you know, we've got a really good chance. We need to wait and see. Well, not as in I'm already celebrating. I say that this is the best chance. You've got to go for it, and invest in the squad, and go for it. But um, the thing is, with a game like the Carabao Cup game, mm-hmm. we played our strongest team, which still isn't our strongest team, but the no, one that we could not. play. But it meant that, especially when you've got a man down and you have to do like 10% extra leg work and yeah. you're in the, in, further into the red zone, it means that we played on Thursday night 90 minutes of extra, mm-hmm. extra physically labouring play being on the defensive pressing constantly yeah. trying to catch the ball is way more time than having the ball and we uh played one day after spurs did spurs played yesterday and we've got to play them on sunday we're only two whole days and then we play on the sunday that's going to be so tricky to do with our current de- level as a depleted squad jack is suspended though we'll say that's, that's good not, man. that's not good. a problem but <laughs> we won't be giving away in a penalty it's it's gonna be a difficult game man like Full strength Arsenal. I'm actually quite confident about that game now because I of think, the mindset more than anything. But us with this level of depletion, I can't see how we can put a team out that really is of the level of their squad and it's away. I think I think that you there's a, there's a couple of things to me. Like I'm I'm not deluded in the fact that I think that Tottenham are slight favourites for this purely. But what's our midfield, because, man? What's because they're at home. But just just listen, just listen. Stop jumping in, man. But what I'm trying to say is that Tottenham are slight favourites only because they're at home. Like I think you forget that Tottenham got embarrassed twice by Chelsea. They did. So, do you know I mean they're not in the right headspace at the moment as well, as well as us from the Forest result. And this this is a positive result going into it. Do you know what I mean? 
and obviously like we had the Man City in their Forest games which weren't great but this has shown that we can really fight and then we can dig deep and that's going to be quite telling on Sunday if we if it if it turns into a game where it's hard and it's you know we've got to fight for each other and stuff like that we've got more fight than Tottenham have but who's like, the same midfield we haven't got much choice to be honest I, <laughs> it, I think that there's there's a lot of things that come into it obviously Odegaard's tested positive but I don't know how many days ago he tested positive do you know what I mean if it's like three, three days ago or two days ago then there's a chance he comes back in for the Tottenham game and then you can play Sambi and Odegaard fit, as fit though yeah yeah of course but I'm saying you, you can you can drop Odegaard into the eight and play him alongside Sambi it's not that ideal but for, against Forrest, man. Yeah, but for, it's one it's one game and uh, he, Odegaard was playing as a tenor against Forrest it, he wasn't playing he alongside was, like, Sambi he was deep no as Patino was alongside Sambi but my bad I think that... How long is Smith out for? Is he injured? I imagine. He's got a groin problem again. You know the okay, injury so that he always has. He won't be back. But well, We don't know. We don't know. Tommy Asi well, me, might be back. Yeah, I think... Ben White can play midfield as well. Ch- like, Chambers think, play midfield. Can you... Yeah, like... Nah, fuck Chambers, he's shit. Um, but I think you can make a case for if Tommy Asu comes back at right back, you could probably put Holding and... Gabriel is centre back, and you could play Ben White alongside Zambi. That could work. I mean, you're you're looking at Tottenham's midfield and expecting them to be great, but Tottenham's centre midfield is just it's as shit. shit as ours. Do you know what I mean? If they start winning, so, I feel good about it. I mean, I'd take a draw, but I I just think that we need to remember that Tottenham aren't in the best place at the moment. Kane's not firing. Yeah. I don't. I think Son's going to be out for it. He's still going to be injured. Do you know what I mean? It's a, they've got a lot of like, a lot of their players aren't performing. Do you know what I mean? So. If Harry Kane has a quiet game, I we've got a very very good chance. But we don't have a midfield, and it will, that's where it is. That's where Neither we they, lose though. and They've win never our had matches. one. But not really though. Like you say that, but if you if you watch us play, the main the main reason we do well as a as a football team at the moment one is because we've been our pressing games got a lot better and we've become a lot more aggressive recently. Yeah, yes. And minus our back four because our back four is solid and consistent now, but. All the midfielders do in our team really is play the balls to Saka or Martinelli on the wings, and they do the rest. Like they, they, they are important, but you, I think that people need to remember that they are just carriers of the ball to play it to the better players. And for a one-off game of ninety minutes against Spurs, whether it's Sambi, whether it's Partey, or you know whoever you know is in that midfield space. I know Partey is obviously the Afcon, but I'm talking like in general as a midfielder in our team, the way it's set up is it. All they need to do is get the ball and play it wide, and that's that's all Partey and Jacker do when they're normally in the team. Like they I don't do anything, that, an, anything um, special. I think that the midfield aren't the people that are the match winners. But they're the not. Games are lost in midfield. Of course they are, but you're 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 thinking that Tottenham are going to run us over in midfield when they're not. Like, We've been run over by worse teams. I just don't feel confident in the midfield in general, and I'm glad that we've started signing players like Partey that we're trying to stop that. Yeah, but we've still no, I'm saying that, but I'm saying that, there. but I I don't think that it's going to be as nightmarish as you're as you're make, as you're making out in the midfield area. But things, you know, we've got some options. We we just have to do a bit of tinkering, and I'm sure think we'll be fine. Would you sign Wilshere to a temporary no, short-term deal? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Imagine the scenes if he started and just had like a Barcelona-level game. No, it just wouldn't happen. He'd probably get injured after five minutes. But what would you? Do? How would you react if if that happened? Well, I mean, I think every Arsenal fan would be happy, but it's not going to happen. So there's no point putting like 
You're really not entertaining this story. For a I'm moment, not, man. I'm <laughs> not, I'm not, don't not even fucking. <laughs> he's not coming back, man. It, it's too. It's just not gonna happen. He's been training with us for a long time. Like, even like there's like he's no one's signing a deal for him. In which case, he should just stop trying training, or he thinks that he's gonna get a deal with Arsenal. In well, fact, no, I think he, he might... couldn't be happier right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think he he probably thinks he's like um. A... He's probably had some offers, but probably from like you know League One, League Two sort of teams. He, is and he thinks he's now. above that. He probably still thinks he's a Championship level player, at least. But he didn't really go hard with Bournemouth. No, of course he didn't. But that's what I'm trying to say. Like people like him, like they're not going to be like, oh, I want to go down to League One to play football. He'd rather just retire. Like he's got enough money. He's done enough in his career. Do you know what I mean? He has. He has. I think he's. He might actually. I take it back with what I was saying with him training. I think he's actually doing a coaching badge as well. He so. He's not going to want to go to. Plymouth and Yeovil and fucking places like every week, man. He just needs to look after himself. He's been injured enough, like, do you know what I mean? He's rich enough. He doesn't have to go down and do that shit, man. No, but it's sad when, like, what you measured yourself as a, like, a human and as a success for is something you can't do anymore. Bro, he's played for Arsenal, which dream club. He played for us for over a decade. Like, he's done well, like, I think He has done well, but he was said to be, like, the next legend. Of course, but things happen. And didn't things happen. get in the way, so it doesn't matter. But he's not coming back, so enough talking about him. Okay. What's your prediction for the Tottenham game? <sighs> North London Derby, anything happened, but I'm um, going to say 1 1. I'm going for a draw, too. I'll go 2 2. Oh. Who's scoring? Um, well, I would say Saka, but he's probably going to be injured. <laughs> no, I'll well, go for Martinelli and Backer. Oh, All right, I'm going an the Emerson obvious, Royale choices. double, and no, I'm joking. <laughs> what um, double and go? For <laughs> <laughs> his crosses are so mad. Uh, They're shit, right? You know when people like deliberately don't press you because they just don't worry about you with the ball, <laughs> like they do with Wan Bissaka. He, he wears his well, shorts too low though. It really winds me up. <laughs> <laughs> he like, nearly trips over his shorts because he's got them hanging so low. I don't get it, man. No. Alright, so I think that um, it's going to be 1-1. One, one. I'm going to go um, a header from Davinson Sanchez. Nah, they're and... diving for a penalty, I'm telling you. One of their goals, <laughs> Kane's flopping for a penalty. He's goldfishing for a penalty, man. He always and dives. He always dives. And Laka scores against Tottenham a lot. Mm. I think we'll get a pen, though, to be fair. You think? I think both teams will get a pen. I think Kane will dive for his, and then we'll get like a, a handball or pull of the shirt or something like that. I'm actually just not that worried about Kane. I, his diving. I've his, never said that before. The refs, the refs trust his diving, man, and that's what annoys me. But now that we've got VAR, maybe we'll get away with it more. But Kane is. It doesn't feel he's like the, VAR's changed anything. Kane's the worst diver in English football. Like it's not the even just the diving; it's the tunneling that gets me. What's that? The one where he like makes defenders jump over him really dangerously. Yeah, but like yeah. Wrist, like neck injuries and stuff. He's an absolute twat, like straight up. He just is. He's an absolute. Oh, I hate him. I don't want to talk about him anymore. What do you think of the Tielemans rumours? I think they're just rumours, really. So uh, I'll go over the story. Let me find the story. So there's a journalist who's fairly trusted with Arsenal stuff. Yeah. Tier one on Reddit, if that means anything to you. I don't. Go on Reddit. I'm not a weirdo. <sighs> Apparently. He's got 18 months on his contract. That's just um, 
That's just a fact. And he doesn't look like he's going to sign his new deal. So he'll be yeah. a year left in the summer. So you'd expect him to leave, or Leicester would rather sell him in the summer than have him, like... Uh, mm-hmm. You could still get 30 million in summer, even if he's got one. He's that good. He's that. He's world-class, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but there's not as pressing need to sell with 18 months because... It's hard, it's midway for this even. I would say that Leicester yeah. don't have a lot to play for, but they still don't want to lose players in January. It's just the fact that you nah, don't want to lose players not. in January. It's such a big loss because you can't really replace them in the same way. The prices are up and whatever else. Um, he actually didn't... He could have played for us because he um, moved instead to Monaco in 2017, but we had the offers on the table for him. Uh, I don't know he, that. He preferred to, to develop as a youngster abroad, which is fair enough. Monaco was yeah, a better yeah. route to the first team. Completely respect that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that we're an attractive prospect to him if he's running down his deal with Leicester. We are a step up. We are going more places. We've got more money. He can make more of yeah. us. But in the summer, is he going to be offered better deals by better clubs? Probably. I think that he he is a great player. Definitely not world class. <laughs> I think, you know, if you think he's world class, then that's fair enough. Everything's opinionated. But he's definitely not world class. Um in my opinion, I think that word gets thrown around way too much these days. Um, his quality would definitely improve us, but we're looking at like 40, 50 million for him, even with that long left on his contract. I think that we've got to be realistic and Leicester aren't going to sell him to us, um, especially not in January. So maybe potentially there's there's a bit of you know, negotiations in the summer, but I think that it all depends where we finish as well. If we finish in the Champions League, then he's way more likely to come to us, but I doubt he sees himself as a Champions League player, I would imagine. Yeah. So, if we don't finish in the top four, he ain't come to us. No way. Unless we offer him stupid money or something. But I think he, he'd he much rather stay in England and go to a Chelsea or a Man City. He and seems I think like he'll he go to like Man U, I reckon. Yeah, well, I think he rates himself that he he's a Champions League player. So, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but the... So, basically, the, the conspiracy theory 4D chess strategy, apparently... <laughs> is we're going to try and loan in Arthur or Arthur, Arthur, I don't know how you say it in Brazilian, Portuguese, whatever, my bad. That's disrespectful, yeah. I didn't mean to get that language wrong. It's Portuguese yeah. um, from now Juventus, he used to be at Barcelona. He yeah. used to be good yeah. before he went like on the sesh for like 15 days straight, and now he's not the player he was. Uh, and apparently we're going to get a straight loan in there. So Maybe. he used to be a really mobile, good at dribbling, yeah. difficult to press midfield back in the day and they thought it was going to be world class it was one of the ones that you buy from Brazil when they're like 18, 19 like Vinicius Junior and Rodrigo is he um, gonna... he's the guy that Barcelona and Juve did that ridiculously the, the, the corrupt the dodgy the book stuff with yeah, um, yeah, yeah. what's he called Pianic or whatever he's called I can't remember, pronounce his name but they did like some 50, 70 million for these players that are worth like barely 30 or something yeah. just to yeah, balance he was the part books of right the other, he, was, yeah. he came to Juventus part of that deal mm-hmm. um so, I mean, he seems like he's got a laziness problem at the moment. Um, but I also trust him. that Arteta doesn't go for those sorts of players unless he knows something that we don't. So I kind of trust yeah. him to know what he's doing with this, if this is the case. The um, the 4D chess strategy I mentioned before is that apparently, because Tielemans wouldn't be available in January, the plan is to then um, loan him for six months and then try and get Tielemans in the summer. And if that actually happens, then that's a massive, <laughs> massive deal. Because Someone's like, been playing football manager, man. Like, Vlasov, like, like Vlahovic, um, we know that better teams than us 
uh, are going to be in for both Vlahovic and Tielemans yeah. in the summer. So we need to try and do these deals in January whilst we're the only ones with any money before everyone else gets their money, right? Uh, so it'll be 100%. difficult to to do these otherwise. So maybe, well, we but, more, but we need we need, a, we need a bit of builders, man. Yeah, we need, we need more builders. So I'll take I'll take a lazy session with a hangover at this point, frankly. So uh, it is what it is, man. Ironically, yeah, do you remember Miguel Aziz? I do, I do. He did that turn in the Europa League once. <laughs> he <was> really yeah, cool. <laughs> that guy. Yeah, um, he went on loan to Portsmouth this year, who are in League One at the moment. But yeah. he hasn't really got the game time that I think we thought he would and didn't, I guess, press on. Like, yeah. we hoped he would and show that he was the next midfielder. And so Patino's the sort of understudy to him that now is hanging around the sort of first team ish yeah. area. Um, we've just terminated his loan with Portsmouth. He only started four of the really 16 games. So I guess now we've got another midfielder body in there to um, play against Spurs. The Patino worrying, Aziz though, pivot is going to be Champions League level right here. It is quite worrying though that he didn't even get game time at League One in Portsmouth. I don't fair. know if it's an ability thing or just, you know, sometimes you go to a club low down and they've just got their tactics set in their ways and you yeah. don't fit. In which case we should have known that in advance and not loaned the player. But, but like, still, you know, like a, a Nabry to West though, Brom style of Pulis that didn't respect his ability. Yeah, it's but just... that was premiership to premiership. You're talking for sure, premiership, for sure. Premiership but to League we one. don't know enough about the League One to know what the details of this was. Yeah, man. It's still worrying, though. From, yeah, he... from the outside looking in, it's worrying. Yeah, so um, maybe Patino and Aziz pop off. Not very likely, but we'd love to see more Hairland boys come through. Yeah, man. Um, He's back. Maybe it means he'll get a new loan somewhere else. I'm not sure. But uh, he looked promising when we brought him on the Europa League. And we wouldn't have brought him on unless he was one of our top up-and-coming talents. Yeah. Like, the you know, the, the Balogun style. Too good for the under-23s, but mm-hmm. not good enough for senior football style. Uh, which we seem to have Patino in that sort of part as well, as well as other players like Mika Birath and uh, Hutchinson uh, and them sort of players. So we'll see what happens with him. I'm still hopeful that he'll do well. We've even got other players that you probably forgot that exist, like Tyrese John Jules, that are on loan in the championship. Bro, the you love just quoting these people, man. You love. He's it. in the championship. Starting I know, in the championship. I know, I know but um, you you love doing all your research and background research. Mate, I watched shit, uh, I watched the highlights of an England under twenty one game the other day. So the highest England level below the senior squad, and both Balogun and Tyrese John Jules were on the pitch together. Arsenal players, like up front, and it's like that's pretty cool. I mean, it is, but I I care to an extent, but I don't go into it that much, man. No, the youth players is my favourite bit, man. Like all, like, really? just, like having homegrown players. When Not they come like, through, I don't prefer yeah. the youth over senior football, but like the idea of like players coming for the like the local kids. I have, I have like a little they... look at you know when you know Balogun's gone to Middlesbrough. I have a little yeah. look at Middlesbrough now and see how they do, but I'm not gonna like. Start researching seventeen-year-olds and sixteen-year-olds and shit like that, man. No, not sixteen, seventeen-year-olds. Like the eighteen, nineteen-year-olds on loan and stuff, and seeing how they're developing. Are they doing well? Are they like managing to play it in the physical League One sort of style? Um, but yeah, Balogun's gone to Middlesbrough. When I read the news article, I realised that he was on forty k a week. It's oh, it's just promoted like uh, quoted yeah, numbers. We don't know for sure, but we gave him forty k a week. That's actually to not, pretty, to not play. That's in, quite a lot of money, man. <laughs> Imagine that's what Saka's on. Yeah, I can't believe that he stayed. I said to you it was crazy that he stayed, but to be honest... It turns I, out we just bet the house on this boy. Which is why... It, you know what it is? It's two million a year for four years, so it's eight million. It's not actually that big a risk. He, if he turns out to be like even like bottom Premier League standard and we make, sell him for ten million, we still broke even. But the the crazy thing is he's basically the same age as Vlahovic or whatever he's called, right? So He's a year younger. 
Yeah, so basically the same age. That's what I was saying. <laughs> but Vlahovic like, is 22 next month. Yeah, but right, there's similar ages. Then. <laughs> just, can I just get that out right? So I'm just thinking like Balogun's probably looking at that like you know. So he's number two to a well, not even number two. He's like number three or four. So like, if this guy comes to a 22 year old, I mean, like, so his chance isn't going to come anytime soon. Like, but the the thing that's good about Florentino is they actually give the young they've given that young striker a chance and now he's worth like 50 60 million do you know what I mean like we needed to give Balogun more game time considering the dross that we've had up, up front like Eddie and Ketty are trash Lacazette's good doesn't score Aubameyang no one gives a fuck about him anymore Balogun should have played a lot more this season and yeah he just was so invisible in that Brentford game that I guess it ruined it one him. game though man it's one game yeah I'm not running him off I'm a big fan uh, hope, so I guess the best thing for him now is to perform at Middlesbrough and prove that he can do I it I hope so but Middlesbrough, apparently they've got a lot of striker options, so it could be easily another Aziz one where he gets lost amongst we'll the squad. We'll see, we'll see. He's got to make his mark. That's on him. That's on him to yeah. really go for this. He's got a manager that's a fan of his. Wilder tried to buy yeah. him at Sheffield United, and now he's finally got his guy. He also, he also bought Brewster, and we saw what happened there. So what was he up to careful. Brewster? I don't know. I don't even know where he is, man. Is he still at... Um, Probably. Is he still there? Yes, that's... Because he was actually good in the championship the year before that he had that He never scored in the for Sheffield United in the Prem. No, but he scored like 7-11 when he was on loan in the championship before. Ten games this season, two goals in the championship. Who for? Sheffield United? Sheffield United. The season oh, when he was on loan. games in the championship, man. Well, ten. He might have been injured. But he, his Premier League stats last season was 27 matches, zero goals, zero assists. Yeah. But the season Jeez. before that, he was on loan in the championship and he played 20 games, scored ten. That's good. Yeah, but that's years ago now. He's only 21. He's got time. Mm. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see. He went I from 20 that... goals in 23 games for the under-17s England to one goal in 16 for the under-21s. Bro, what are you talking about this Sheffield United player? Fuck him. All right. Well, do you want to call it there? Have you got anything else you want to bring up? Well, I saw that... Um, just last one. I saw that Marie was going to go to Udinese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fine with that. Let him go. I'm good. I'm good with that. Um... Do you see the Florentina president? What he's come out and said. He's getting well. mad. Like he is, yeah, yeah. neither Arsenal or Fiorentina are the problem here. It's the agent that's the problem. Oh, and the player as well. He's letting his agents go all over him, man. Is it? The, isn't? Doesn't the player just want to go? I don't want to deal with this. I want to play football. You deal with the business side. Well, he's asking for loads of financial demands, but it's him that you know. He no, it's he the agent wants the payoff. It's not the player. Yeah, but he he employs these people. He could happily say like fuck this do you know what I mean but he doesn't Which is why so. I can't believe that there's still no like rules that the players have to pay their agents if the players had to pay their agent a percentage of their own money they'd be right on it and it wouldn't be like just give me an 8 million pound payoff yeah. like on the side because exactly. there's no reason to just chuck this agent money for no reason mm-hmm. like this literally just it's a, it's a legal bribe there's no other reason to do this and so if the players actually had to pay their agents there would be none of this or it would be like a flat 3% commission on whatever I make or whatever so the the agent was interested in getting the client the best deal because they got a percent I don't know how you'd work it out but the fact that there's just like random like on the side payments that are just apparently fine is the weirdest weirdest situation and obviously uh, doesn't make sense because no other industry would you be able to do that like if I go for a, a tech job right I want to be a computer mm-hmm. scientist and um, I'm working my job I make 50k I wish I made 50k and I'm like, all right, I'll do your databases. But if you're going to hire me, I need a quick 40K on the side signing on fee. <laughs> uh, yeah. And and my, my my dad needs 40K as well because he represents me. 
Like, none of that doesn't happen in any other industry. Exactly. It's stupid. It's gone on for way too long. And it just need, it needs to be stopped. They need to, like, um, like, the governing bodies and stuff, they need to sort it out. They need to, like, put a, like a cap or, or something. Where Did they have a role to play in football, right? Agents, or, like... To just an good, extent, but not, to not the good, way they do, man. Good negotiators that can advocate for their clients are... Oh great! It means the footballer can concentrate on his football, and mm-hmm. if he doesn't have the business side, which most don't, they can get it sorted. So it's sorted in their favour. They don't get destroyed in these boardroom discussions by professional people that have done business for twenty years. Exactly. But they've now become a bit of a monster version of themselves, where they go, "All right, six million on the side," and my brother wants some as well. And my they're, no, they're no longer looking out for players. They just want players to get moves. It's like the Royola with the Haaland and you know all his players and stuff like that and Pogba's and he he's only interested in this in getting money for himself apparently like um from the Pogba deal yeah Rayola pocketed something like 20 million from that which on the criminal, side man, which is criminal what did he do to some, just a 20 million pound bid and why is he, he still working player, mate why is yeah. he still what, what if I get 20 million for the Pogba deal he had emergency surgery this retirement week. Yeah, but that was planned. It wasn't like a the the headline was misleading. It was like as if he collapsed and like died somewhere. No, he had a like a planned surgery that required him to be put under. Fair enough. But he is fat as fuck. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised if I saw he shot dead. (laughs) And on that note. We'll I'll leave you there. All right. Yeah. I appreciate everyone You've who just listened been to so offensive, man. I want you to apologise for you. <laughs> <laughs> if he gives me my 20 million quid signing on fee, I'm really sorry, Rayola. No, you can't fat shame people, mate. That's really out of order. I'm not fat shaming him. I'm saying I wouldn't be surprised if he had a hard time and You called him a fat fuck, bro. He is fat as fuck, mate. I'm not defending that. <laughs> no, you didn't say he's fat as fuck. You said you called him a fat fuck. I know. You can listen to this back. I said fat as fuck. Okay. Well, technicality, but. I don't think that's positive. I look forward to the cease and desist from Rayola's management company tomorrow. Man, you can't put negativity like that out there, man. I appreciate everyone else for tuning in. (laughs) We'll be back after the Spurs game. Uh, If we're still allowed to be called North London's most read after we get sued by Rayola. And uh, I appreciate everyone that made it to the end. (laughs) Cheers.